from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And good morning, friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact in our community. Today, I am joined by Stephanie Wolf, who is a Gwinnishian, correct? That is. All right. And she holds credentials from the National Board of the Medical Examiners as a board-certified health and wellness coach, uh, among many other interesting things, uh, which we'll dive into here in the show. Um, but currently, she is the whole Whole Food Health Coach, and I'll let you tell our listeners a little bit about what that entails. Oh, Welcome well, to the show, Stephanie. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me. Well, the Whole Food Health Coach came along about 2014, actually, and one of the things that I believe in is in the name, right? <laughs> Real right. food. So I've been living that way for 22 years since um, my second bout with cancer, and it's really what drives the train. It's my passion for life is helping other people to eat real food and know the difference, obviously, and be able to write some recipes for them or do smart shopping with them. And I also have a program called CLEAN, right. and it stands for character, like how we care for ourselves, our core values. L is for lifestyle, how we live them out. Of course, exercise, which I do every morning, and attitude, how we think and how we talk to ourselves. So I do a lot on self-care as it relates to self-talk. And then, of course, our nutrition, the food Absolutely. side of what we do. I am so glad that you said that attitude because that does play a big role as far as your mental health and your physical health and how they are kind of cohesive together. Share a little bit about the inspiration of you beginning this um, journey. You mentioned very briefly that you're a cancer survivor. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Thank you. Share with our listeners a little bit about that journey and maybe was that part of your inspiration to kind of dive into the health world? It really was because no matter what role I was playing or what position, what job I held, you know, how long I was employed by this or that, one of the things that people would always hear about me and say is about the way I ate and the way that I took care of myself and how young I look, which I still appreciate, yes. by the way, at 64. But uh, so they kept saying, you know, you really should do this for a living. You're so inspiring. And I kept thinking, can you make a living doing this? I'm not sure. But I was just doing it for fun because I just love people. And my goal was to live long and strong and help other people to do the same. So it kind of came as a result of this passion that was living in me all those years and the way that I was taking care of myself prior to my cancers. I don't, I don't think I was, you know, really uh, understanding the kind of foods that were fuel to my system and my immune health and some of the things that I would say, you know, you can't control everything, but I'm going to control what I can control. So at that time, I think it, that passion just kept getting stronger and stronger. And the more encouragement I had from other people, of course, then the more um, I was interested in doing it. So my husband actually bought me my first course certification as a birthday gift Ooh. and it was a surprise gift it was something I didn't know was coming and I was busy executive here in Gwinnett I've done lots of different jobs and at that time I was the executive director of the Epic Family Life Center it was a seven acre facility with swim and tennis and playground and we did all kinds of extra weekend events and everything so I was so busy mm -hmm. I kept thinking how in the world 
would I have time for this course? But I, he knew I had always dreamed about that, maybe my second half of life. Um, so he surprised me with it, and um, it showed up at the doorstep, this big box and manual, and you start in two weeks, so oh. you have to read some of the stuff. And it was like, thank you. I knew <laughs> you, know, you could do it. He did. Uh-huh. And so speaking of your husband, that's quite um, the accomplishment as well. If you don't mind me sharing with our listeners, you've been married for 48 years now. Correct. You're a mama of two and you've got grandbabies as well. Yes. That's a really interesting story about how you and your husband came together at an early age. Why don't you unpack that for us? All right. Well, I was 15 and he was 17 when we met 10 months later. I was pregnant and we decided to make it a family. So he proposed, if you want to call it that, we had these cute little um, turquoise wedding bands. And um, I left school my sophomore year and um, and had Jeremy the next year. And, um, and then when I realized I wasn't going to graduate high school and I always thought I could be an attorney that's what I wanted to be was a lawyer and mm-hmm. now I I actually speak for lawyers now and <laughs> but cool. I am not a lawyer uh-huh. but I encourage and do all kinds of um, webinars for the, for um, law agencies and stuff but that's as close as I got to my law degree anyway we um, were high school sweethearts I left school my sophomore year went back to school my senior year and did two and a half years of work and graduated with my class wow so I was determined. Thank you. It was the biggest accomplishment ever in my life, mm-hmm. especially after such a shocking, you know, turn of events there as a sophomore in high school. And at that time, that was a long time ago, and it was very unheard of, first of all, that anyone would go back to school right. at all, and um, certainly going back to school in my senior year and doing so much work. But one of the things that helped me with that, of course, was my sister my oldest sister we call her mama joe because she kind of mothered all of us there are seven kids i'm the youngest of seven and mama joe would take jeremy every day i used to be able to drive him into fort wayne um and it was, it was about a 20 minute drive in to drop him off to come right back to my own city where i could go to school and uh, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I could have afforded it, afforded it, nor probably at that time there weren't the daycares and some right. of those things. So that was definitely. And then ad, as I graduated uh, on the day of the ceremony, um, my son was at that point like two, I think, or right around there, a little older. And um, he was at the bottom of the stairs holding yellow roses Aww. in a little blue jean suit. It was adorable. And I got a standing ovation because... It was just like I said. It was it wasn't the the same kind of um, experience that everyone else had, and so they knew how hard I'd worked, and the teachers helped, and of course my family helped, my husband, everyone. So it was great to be experiencing that in 1976 at my graduation. Wow. Well, congratulations to you on your accomplishment. Can I ask you a, a strange and personal question? Yes. I know you. She says with hesitance. <laughs> you know, you might not have known, but uh, in my in my generation there was a a show called teen mom so there were young girls going through high school who were pregnant my question to you is did you experience any were you chastised in any way did you have to overcome anything personally um, because of you know the um, position that you were in also being in high school and then you know backtrack you said this was in the 70s as well so was it taboo what was that experience like 
Yeah, I think I was surrounded by some really good people who didn't judge me or criticize me. I'm sure there were some maybe thoughts in between um, their ears and maybe right. didn't come out the people's mouth where, you know, they just weren't sure that it would I would survive this or how are you going to handle this and is this really going to work? And so they've got all those questions, which I know I probably had myself. I don't think anybody judged me more than probably I did myself. And I think, you know, I'd always considered myself a quote unquote good girl. And uh, so that was something thing very out of the ordinary I think it was a little bit shocking um, not just in my generation but my family and you know lots of other reasons so I probably was a little harder on myself really than the people around me well that didn't stop you from continuing on and graduating as well so I applaud you for your efforts and did you get a picture of your son holding those roses in that little gym? I bet that's adorable. Oh, it is. It's, um, if this wasn't radio, I'd be showing it right ah, now. Well, you can show me after the show. <laughs> okay. Well, so good. take us from there. So after you graduated, again, obviously you're a young mother, so you're having to raise a family. And then kind of fill in the gaps as far as um, towards your career path and continuing to build that family. And all the maneuvering that you had to do, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I think women in general handle a lot of things we're good jugglers so we had plates spinning and balls that we're you know carrying and um, probably carry more than our share most of the time so I think um, my husband did all that he could do as a young man he went from being um, you know in school too so it was a big deal for him Uh, he graduated and he was in a work um, work school program where he could actually go to school part-time and work part-time but what he did for us was he transformed an attic of a big old house into our first home and it was absolutely it was three rooms probably about as big as this Uh one one that was a living room one bedroom and the kitchen was probably half that size the bathroom was so small that we used to tease the shower was in the corner you had to back in um, and not get too close to the pipes because the hot and cold pipes ran down the outside of the wall so we did a lot of overcoming I think um, to be celebrating so much love at 48 years obviously we haven't had hasn't been all unicorns and rainbows as they say Mm -hmm. it's definitely been foundational our faith is very important to us and as well as you know just our together times and I think that because we've gone through those um difficulties and I use the word through (laughs) we've gone through them we actually got through them Mm -hmm. and I think each time we did that I I just got stronger and stronger personally so I could just see things in my life in a positive way I've been a pretty optimistic person most of my life so what was next for me again I wasn't going to get to go to college um, get a degree so that certification was pretty awesome I did a lot of little things along the way just so I could be home with the bo- with the boys because mm-hmm. um, even after Jeremy was born four years later I had Chad and um, they're just the most important part of my survival story really mm-hmm. it's it's just great to see what they're doing now and their families and to be able to kind of celebrate your adult children is a pretty amazing thing so absolutely well you just said something that kind of caught my ear um, that you're an uh, always an optimist or try to be shall I say and I imagine that that goes hand in hand with some of the things that you coach to your clients Mm 
Um, when we first got on the show, you mentioned self-talk, and we as women oftentimes are guilty of negative self-talk. Share with our listeners a little bit about how you would kind of uh, instruct your clients to overcome that challenge of the negative self-talk to kind of put themselves in an optimistic frame of mind. I love that question. Thank you, because I think that no matter whether it's a woman or a man or old or young, it's always the same. There's so much going on in our head. And even a person who's not necessarily outspoken, um, hat that does, you don't know how disappointed they are or you don't know what they're dealing with because they keep everything inside or maybe you really do know what they're thinking because they don't necessarily keep it inside and that self-talk we both have them and you know it's kind of like that gremlin we call it in your head saying you can't do that or no one's ever done that or you know you've never been able to do that before or any of those kind of negative things and I teach my clients to learn how to talk back to yourself. To yourself. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like we're, as kids, we grow up thinking, don't talk back. You know, you're not allowed to talk back. And I say, this is the time when you can talk back. So whenever you hear that negative voice or that gremlin saying, you know, this is not going to happen for you. It could happen for anybody but you. Or, you know, you've tried this before and it's never worked. Just say, you know what? Well, I've not tried it today. You know, every day is a new day and 1,440 minutes a day. So we actually have time, you know, to make change. And I love, uh, I teach a course called I Shape Me. And it's all about taking um kind of just being aware of who you are and where you are and what your thoughts are and what you want for your future and it doesn't have to be you know like I say 30% of what we suffer with is genetic and I get that DNA has some real impact but the other 70% is how we live how we eat how we move how we think and uh, so those that thought life um, wherever your brain thinks your body can go um, so it's like where my mind goes, my body follows. So if I'm laying in bed in the morning before working out and thinking, oh, you know, you're tired. You don't really need to. You've worked out four days this week. Maybe it's not. Your body's going, oh, yeah, okay, let's just relax. Instead of just that normal routine where you're like, nope, I don't even really think about it anymore. Just I just go. get up and put my workout clothes on, get my shoes on, you know. And um, so I think there's a lot that goes on in our head. And sometimes if it's negative, we just want to succumb to it. And we just think, oh, you know, this is as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. And I always say, no, you're stronger than you think you are. And wherever uh, my clients struggle, I always say, I've got enough faith for both of us. Aww. And sometimes it's, it's a matter of just having someone with you mm -hmm. on the journey to do this and to believe in you. And we all need that. And whether it's a client that I've got that's, you know, losing upwards of 100 pounds um, or, or an athlete that's trying to optimize their performance level. So everybody in between, we all need encouragement. We all need somebody in our corner. So my program is just, it's called the coach in your corner. Oh, I like that. That's very fitting. Now, do, do you practice positive affirmations? Is that something that kind of helps you with that? Um, I like that you called it a gremlin because that's exactly what it is. I'm mm -hmm. picturing that movie, The Little Gremlins. Mm -hmm. um, how do you kind of retrain your brain to, as you say, kind of talk back to yourself, but in a positive manner? Well, I have a couple things. Uh, I actually have what I call my imagine. 
wall and it's behind me when I'm doing my uh, virtual sessions every day I do I work with my clients for usually seven weeks at a time through phase one so behind me is this beautiful wall of my accomplishments and so it's you know the book I wrote the you know there's a couple books but the um, you know courses that I've done for teenagers right now the I shape me is one I'm doing uh, I'm going to be promoting and uh, doing it for 13 to 17 year olds because I really feel that's so important and I think sometimes by the time we get a little older we've got so many bad habits that it's harder to you know get let go of some of those things that we've leaned on most of our life or has been a coping mechanism for us and um, I think the younger we are the the more pliable we are and we can actually make those changes sooner and um, you know our brains have the capacity to change in ways uh, that we we don't really give it as much of a workout as we need to again sometimes it's just like oh well you know everybody else is suffering with the same thing or you know we give ourselves those excuses and instead that's why i think you know even my cancer stories are inspiring to people because i like i'm walking through cancer with a very dear loved one um who i actually started a program called mentoring women years ago and it's a 12 month course and then i do conferences every year called leading ladies and she was a part of my leading ladies groups over the years and uh, and there's so many uh, stories like this but you know just seeing that person seeing a person on the other side of what you're going through can really give you the kind of strength that you need as you're heading into it and there's plenty others like that so i think being an inspiring person and just surrounding yourself with those inspirational people and remembering where you have succeeded like my imagine wall Mm -hmm. you know we forget a lot of times the things that we have accomplished instead of you know looking back with regret let's look back with excitement and and see yeah celebrate those things that hey you know not everything went well but not everything went bad and here's all the things you know that I want to celebrate and there's there's plenty more to my life and so I've got a lot of things ahead of me that I you know I'm desiring to do as well so I just keep my eyes forward and that's what I tell my clients to do now and next is my theme so it's like what to do now and what I do next you know you know can't do anything about last week or what or what you did last night yeah Yeah. but I I have some more 1440 more chances today Wow. Hey, I wrote that down because that's so funny. I was like, I didn't know how many minutes we're in today. Thank you for sharing that. Let's go back to the fact you just kind of breezed over the fact that you're an author. That's exciting. Share us, uh, share with our listeners a little bit about the books that you've written. Well, I went self, um, self-publishing routes, uh, after I wrote the mentoring women it's a curriculum it's not actually a book it will be a book by the end of the year but um, I did that for John Maxwell and the enjoy company at the time when they were um, developing leadership materials for women so I wrote that um, I had already been mentoring and so they um, came to me and saying hey you're already doing this you know can you write a curriculum that is a one-year process and so that's what I did Mm -hmm. and then um, did it for um, well the past 20 years Mm -hmm. I can't remember when it came out I think it was 1990 
three, if I remember right. But anyway, the first one. Mm -hmm. And then I redid it into CDs in 2004. So, and now there's no CD player, you know, no. Now you can do audio I know, I know. And so I've got, uh, I've got several things in the works for that. But anyway, that's a real exciting one. Because I kind of tried to find 12 different topics that I thought a woman really needed to, you know, uh, would be interested in and would be practical enough to. And um, so that's a real fun one. And, and the women can do it by themselves, it, but it's a lot funner, funner, more funner. Fun. <laughs> a lot more, <laughs> more fun, uh-huh. more, I'm a writer, right? To do with uh, other people and yeah. encouraging too. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. And then the other one um, I did mentoring young women and that's for teens, um, for mothers to do with their teens. And because I really want to see the moms be the hero again, yeah. you know, in their daughter's life. Uh, you know, my mom left, um, died when I was when she was 92 and her entire life was nothing but kindness and generosity and love and you know I always felt it was funny because there were six kids and then seven years later Mm -hmm. she had me and so everybody always said oh it was an she's an oops baby and my mom would always say no she's the only one who was planned and I I laugh because a couple of my sisters might be listening now Uh Um, but What's funny is she said, no, I really, all the kids were in school. And so she really wanted another baby because there were seven, you know, mm-hmm. my sister Ellen had just, you know, Left. started school. Yeah. And so mom was like, oh, I just, I just want syndrome. another baby. Yeah. So I think I always felt wanted and loved and cared for. And I think that's a big part of what moms do. And, um, and plus, you know, they're schedulers and they're coaches and they're, taxis and you know all the other mm-hmm. pieces that sometimes they don't have the time to actually spend the one-on-one with their daughter right. you know mentoring and you know living into that role you know in a very loving and practical mm-hmm. way and not just in a you know all living the life yeah, yeah all the scheduling and, and everything that goes on and um so that's kind of what that's all about and then out of that i created a conference called you go girl which was for everybody who had gone through the mentoring young women then the moms and daughters would come to come to the conference and i i used to say the conference is for the girls if you want to bring your mom you can Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of the other way around like a lot of conferences and then i out of that i actually wrote um the book the process of becoming and that was a part of the go girl conference actually i did it as more of a skit early Mm -hmm. on and um and just kind of helped to it's it's all about enjoying the step that you're on you know how kids as they grow male or female yeah they just want to be that next thing you know they you know they, they they roll over as quickly as they can and then they're up on their knees and they can't wait to crawl and then they pull themselves up because they can't wait to walk and so um you know it's always that next thing i can't oh i want to you know get into school i can't wait to go to school i can't wait to you know ride the bus and they can't wait to get off the bus and then they can't wait to graduate high school or they can't wait to drive or they can't wait to date or whatever it is instead of just enjoying the step they're on and that's what that's all about that if you know learning how to enjoy the step you're on is a part of mindfulness it's a part of enjoying this moment instead of wishing it away and so that's kind of what it's about and um and then the only other one was for ministry families it's for pastors wives and it's called ah the ministry if i have to explain it you wouldn't understand (laughs) and that's a part of the title that is oh i love it because it's um um, i've been a pastor's wife for years and years and we're more overseers now over others who are taking that um 
at more active pastoral role within the churches and so that book is just kind of fun for that reason because mm-hmm. you know it's it's a devotional you, yeah, and you've lived it yeah so. lived it. and thank you for a- answering that because i was going to ask what your husband did uh, so he's currently still a pastor he is he actually is more of a guest preacher though like people will have him in he's very fun and um and he's got a podcast so cool. his podcast is, is beyond called? the shire with I jack know wolf yes Okay, you know, uh, uh, your husband is a dear friend and client of mine, Brian Peart. Okay. I just saw Jack the other day at the 1818 Club and <laughs> shook his hand. And I world. looked at it. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, that's, wow, putting yes. it all together. I this know. is amazing. I'm surprised I never met you before. Well, this Maybe is we awesome. Maybe we passed each then. other. Yeah. As soon as you said We're that, we're best friends and we didn't even know it. I love the little, uh, the graphic because it's like the little, the shy, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say the wrong The movie. Hobbit. Yeah, The Hobbit. Very nice. Yeah, he loves that. So is that's a part of what he does but he's actually a licensed uh, general contractor and licensed commercial realtor so he does all commercial buildings or sells commercial you know properties Mm -hmm. and land and buildings and things like that so that's like the day job we've been bivocational most all of our life Mm -hmm. Um, there was probably 10 years of our time um, that was full-time you know ministry uh, funded but we've always believed in that bivocational process. Mm-hmm. So I always worked um, outside the home and provided our insurance and some of the other things. And um, so he could do more hands-on ministry and mm-hmm. pastoring. So we've done a lot over the years. We do a lot in marriage right now. Um, so do you do any premarital? We do premarital and we do, um, I would say everything from premarital to trauma. Um, I'm more of a the, the trauma, um, center you know so people are broken and bleeding and there's mm. you know bones Need of repair. everywhere and stuff and needing it yeah so um so i like to be triage you know in that but we also have a little um, ministry that we do with just a couple it's just intensive so we only do one couple at a time mm-hmm. and um it doesn't have to be in trouble it just might be need enrichment or that's something how to communicate more effectively exactly yes communication is key Absolutely. so um we we have a lot of things that we've put into practice over the years that i think have really worked for us and you mentioned um earlier you know some of the things that we that we were talking about early on about um one of the things that we do is we have a toast every year that we do together and we love like a, a literal toast. yes chance. we have uh-huh. a good uh um wine tasting you know palate we love um wines paired with good meals mm-hmm. and vineyards and all that kind of thing and um even in my health coaching world i teach you know all things in moderation and i do believe in you know, not just going out drinking, um, but having a nice glass of wine with a nice meal is something that we've, be, you know, it's just a part of who we are. And so every year we have a toast. And um, and this year it's fund our, it's um, fuel our passion, fund our dreams, follow Jesus together. Oh. And so we do a little, toast. you know, yeah. toast at the end of the meal. Last, um, and we've tried to keep track of them over the years. I wish I'd have thought should, of it. Yeah, right in a little I know. Book. From one adventure to another together Jeez. was last year's. Who comes up with it? Do you guys come up with it collectively or well, are you the creative mind I'm behind I'm going to take those? credit yeah. for it. It's <laughs> usually me, but we bounce things back and forth till I, you know, till I can kind of massage it mm-hmm. to where, you know, it's not a right. long sentence, you know, yeah. you're getting and ready And you're both eat. enthusiastic about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it fits us. 
If you were to share, and just just before we get a break really quickly, because I'm yeah. curious now that we've opened this can of worms, <laughs> if you were to give some advice to maybe a young couple that is um, thinking about marriage, uh, what is a piece of advice that you could give to them to help strengthen their uh, relationship and move forward into a successful union? Mm. Well, might be some more for after break, but one of the things that, <laughs> that we we believe in is having fun. You know, we do enjoy time together because I do think there's so much in the day-to-day that takes our breath away, you know, and I want him to be the one that takes my breath away. You know, I get tired and I get worn out and, you know, because there's so many other people needing something from us. And um, and that's a good thing, you know, it keeps job security. But, um, but you know, he's the one that I want to get home to or and I'm the one he wants to get home to we love getting out together doing things we have a saying go see go do Mm -hmm. and um, so when I was turning 60 I had a list of 60 things I wanted to do before I turned 60 and I called it my 60 by 60 Mm -hmm. and um, and he was right there beside me through everything you know no matter what it was so um, so there's a lot of things that you can do it does it doesn't have to be expensive either Mm -hmm. you know just a nice quality time Exactly. Quality time. And, and it's different things for different people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's he's always game, you know, doing something I want to do. And I try to be game doing something. One of the things that was on my 60 by 60 was to actually play an entire round of golf because I've gone out and, you know, hit nine a, holes or 18. <laughs> actually, 18. <laughs> yeah, I did the whole 18. Nine. I can't say, you know, it was pretty, but uh, still fun. It. And you knocked it off the list. Yeah, well, he's a he's a he has a golf professional status, so mm-hmm. he actually used to run golf tournaments um, here in Georgia, and so I would go with him and check in all the all the players. Right. That was kind of my thing, and so I got to know all the, you know, the pros in the Atlanta area, mm-hmm. and um, so I've always been around the game because you know he's played it most of his life, right. and he's a great teacher of it. So I've been the recipient mm-hmm. of some of his instruction. And so just having fun, I guess, is one of the things that no matter what age you are, um, just find out what's fun for you. Keep a nice um, physical relationship with each other as well as an emotional and mental. uh, Make sure it's stimulating mentally as well as intellectually and and emotionally um, being there for each other. And our spiritual connection, obviously, is something that we value deeply. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. And for those of you who are um, just joining us, I'm speaking with Stephanie Wolf, and we are going to take a quick break to recognize our partners, and we will be right back. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com slash locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. 
right, and welcome back to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am Amanda Pierce, joined in studio by Stephanie Wolf. And before the break, we were kind of chatting about a, a multitude of things. I do want to take a moment here just to recognize you because you, as a business owner here in Gwinnett County, have won Best of Gwinnett for the past four years in a row. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what's that experience like? Well, it's nice. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I believe you know people nominate you for and then they vote and i'm not one who who does a lot of marketing i'm really bad at marketing so find me word on the, find me on the internet <laughs> um i just am not good at that marketing myself i can help other people well let me pause usually right there. better drop your website so those listening who can oh look. thank okay. you What's it's your website <laughs> yeah it's wholefoodhealthcoach.com and Whole it's food. w-h-o-l-e yes gotcha. thank you You're and welcome. not whole foods right uh, even though i've been a guest chef there mm-hmm. a number of times back when they were doing that i don't I don't think they do it so much anymore whole food singular yes okay. thank you yes uh-huh. so you're telling me about your experience of winning Best of Gwinnett. Oh, yes. Okay. So humbly, you've been nominated and voted by everybody in the county. So it must be all the positive experience or the impact that you've made that has led to those continuous wins. Yeah, and it's been in the category that I'm very much fond of, endocrine system, metabolism, and diabetes. And those are some things that, again, I, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian, but the value of understanding the foods in their categories and where there's benefits to someone who's trying, you know, is pre-diabetic that doesn't want to become a type 2 diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so just helping. I'm more of a preventionist, so I help them to understand the types of foods that they would really um, lean into and the things that they would avoid. Um, but I also help increase intrinsic motivation. So I want them to feel that this is something they can do and I want to do it and making that change. And um, there's acronym that um, comes to my mind that I use called darn cats. Um, the, the D is desire. A lot of people have a desire, you know, to make the changes that they need to make. And, and the, I'll come back to the A. The R is reason. There's a reason to do it. Maybe the numbers aren't quite right. Um, I always try to correct all numbers. I'm not a big scale person or, or you know, tape measure. It's really more about I what feel. that's. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's really more about the health on the inside. And that scale, I would say, don't shoot the messenger <laughs> because you do need that right. um, as a part of the diagnostic process. But a targeted solution is what's most important. So what are we trying to achieve? And if it's long and living long and strong is what I try to help all my clients do. So there might be a reason. And then N is need. Um, They know there's a need and they're ready to make that need. But the A is ability. And a lot of times they just don't think they can do it. Or they've, like I said before, they've tried it in the past. And our endocrine system is really powerful and it's very important. And so I actually teach teach a class. I, I know I've got a one coming up, um, but it is, um, it's, it's called, it's body systems class. So I, I call it primetime health. Mm-hmm. Um, cause if you want to be at your prime at any time in your life, you have to understand how your systems work, whether it's mm-hmm. cardiovascular, neurological, immune, and your endocrine system is super powerful. So, um, and then the cat's part <laughs> is the commitment because mm-hmm. it really takes that. I mean, you know, you've got to get committed to it at some point. 
and um, and then A is attitude because it really it, it does take um, believing in yourself and it really does take a change in that self-talk we were talking about earlier and then um, taking steps is the T and the S so what steps like I said now and next what what do I do now and what's next um, can't go back and change anything but I can move forward um, with more confidence and that's what I can do as a coach Absolutely. And it's a lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm, I hear mm -hmm. people say that all the time. Yep. And I guess that's probably as creatures of habits, being that we're human, one of the hardest things to overcome is kind of breaking out of that, um, you know, what you're familiar with and so what you're used true. to. Uh, one of my coaches at Orange Theory always says that growth occurs in the uncomfortable zone. Mm -hmm. So every time I'm on the treadmill and they tell me to keep cranking it, Pierce, I'm like, I'm growing, I'm growing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you work out daily. Yeah. What type of exercises do you do? Well, I'm trying to incorporate more strength training these days because of my age. And that's something I've always been light on you know I've just never really leaned into that and um, so cardio is my thing I love dance and so I've always incorporated dance on the treadmill I have my own little routine it's crazy if people you actually can saw dance me on the treadmill I do and I turn around well oh I that used, sounds dangerous yes it is so I'm not don't recommend <laughs> that um, unless you've just done it most of your life but um but I I did something to my rotator cuff I haven't torn anything, but I definitely have a shoulder injury, so I can't do my normal routine yeah. that I've been doing on there. But we have an elliptical machine, and nice. so I can use that, mm -hmm. and I can, you know, go on journeys to places I, you know, either been or never will go, yeah. you know. Um, with the TV screen and all the yep. fun stuff that comes with the elliptical. And um, and then we've got a nice gym, so I am very spoiled. We've got the weights and all the mm -hmm. things that, you know, you would need or should use. Mm -hmm. And uh, But sometimes I feel like I'm a little you know, easy on myself. Mm -hmm. Not like when you're at the gym and you've yeah, got that so person saying, come on, you've got, yeah. you got 10 more in you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to have that self-talk going on in my head sometimes. I'm like, okay, girl, that's enough. You're 64. Uh, I <laughs> think that the main thing is just to stay moving, yes. you know, just to stay active. And yes. it, it kind of all feeds into that mental clarity and the Get up off the couch. And your ability to, to do, as you said. Yeah. Um, I'm not a very big cardio fan, so I applaud you for, and I'd love to learn more about this dancing on the treadmill. That sounds very exciting. <laughs> now, I have a question for you, kind of going back to your life. Now, you are a family, or you come from seven, seven brothers and sisters. Uh, I did just want to say you said seven years between you and your brothers and sisters. There's 17 years between my father and his middle brother. So talk about oops. That's a little bit of a, a yes, different story. Yes. Um, but you only had two babies. So coming yeah. from a big family, sometimes women, they want to recreate that, you know, and was your desire always to only have two? And now, of course, you get to enjoy your grandchildren um, or you just let let it happen how the Lord ordained yeah pretty much I you know I started early and you know I guess it just um, happened that way mm -hmm. and then we we didn't do anything to stop it I don't believe but it wasn't too long let's see I'm trying to think of my ages but I have had cancer twice and so my first cancer was um, cervical cancer so mm -hmm. I had to have a hysterectomy and um, and so that was I would think I was 29 mm -hmm. so that was pretty final and then um, 
pretty much 10 years later, I had breast cancer. So I w went through that right. a little bit later. I almost made it to the 10 year, you know, right. celebrate. Yeah. I think it was nine and a half years or something like that. But so that was 22 years ago. So mm -hmm. I feel like, I, like, did that really happen to me? Mm -hmm. But because it's been so, so long, long ago. Yeah. You know, have you ever stopped? It just came to me and being a woman of faith, you might feel the same that although it was unexpected becoming pregnant so young, it was kind of meant to be because had you tried to have children in your early 20s that's when you're experiencing your health issues so mm. the good lord gave you your children yeah. when you were able to um create them good before point. you reach those those marks in your life wow good point i've never thought of that see everything's but a blessing in yes, disguise yes exactly uh -huh. it takes other people you know i always say it's like the facets of life right you turn the diamond just a little bit different or someone sees something from a different perspective and before you know it you've got a whole new thought about something yeah. you'd never thought of thank you for that oh it's beautiful nice. well all the mentoring that you do for others i'm curious who you find strengthen aside from your husband and aside from the lord who has been uh predominant in your world that kind of helped you propel or motivates you or somebody that's been impactful um to help you create all the awesome that you do for other people wow that's really hard. I know Mama Jo has definitely <laughs> been a, a great definitely, influence on you. Mama Jo, you know, has been in my life. She's, um, I'm trying to think, I think she's going to be 82. Um, forgive me if that's not right, Jo. Uh, but the amazing thing is uh, that she has, she was the one that really introduced me to a personal relationship with Jesus when I was 13 years old. I didn't understand it as much, obviously. I was a churchgoer, um, but I didn't really have an active faith or an intimate faith, I call it. And, uh, and she had such a life change that when I was watching her and she was, you know, explaining her faith and how it had changed and how it had deepened and everything. I think that was a big part of, you know, my interest early on. And, um, I'm a, I'm a student of the Bible. I just have always dug in. I'm a nuthetic counselor. So that just means I can use my Bible to counsel and, um, and I love the word. So I listen, I listen to it or I read it. I do devotions every morning. And I think that, that the Holy Spirit has really been more of a mentor to me than a physical, you know, being. Mm -hmm. We moved here to Georgia to start our church in 1988. Wow. No, 1987, actually. The church started in 88. But so where? where did you move from? Indiana. Okay. Yep. My whole family's up in Indiana, Jack's whole family from Indiana. So we moved away from everyone who I would have considered, you know, my mentors, my early on um, people that really sewed into my life and came down. And it was just the four of us with $200 in our pocket. That's a whole nother story. Um, but it was, you know, because of that, we ended up you know, as a family, we are so tight, mm -hmm. um, Jack and myself, as far as our married life and, and our communication, he, he's my coach, I'm his coach. <laughs> and, uh, and then our boys, Jeremy and Chad are just so, uh, so much a part of our life. Like I'll, I'll talk to Chad later today. Mm -hmm. Um, we do a zoom call every Friday oh. at three and Jeremy is local. So I see him on more of a regular basis and our grandson, um, here, Caleb and, um, my daughter-in-law Shanna mm -hmm. they've been in the family for 27 years so I mean we're just such a tight family Annie and Chad moved to uh, Houston Texas area so they're in Katy so we don't see them as often but when we do it's a real deep connection because mm -hmm. we go and stay with them yeah. so we're in their house whereas yeah. if they lived here you know we wouldn't just yeah. you know go over and Spend hey night, we're yeah. staying here uh -huh. for three days yeah. right or four days uh, so we usually go and see the girls at their birthdays Isabella and Regan 
Um, Isabella's 17, and uh, I was blessed to give her my little VW convertible and pass that on because my convertible was a 2006, and she was born in 2006. So it was like, you know, it was meant to be her um, when she turned 16, and uh, so now she's driving that. And then her her, um, sister, sister, Regan, is 13, and so we drove out to um, Katie to see them. So family's just a big part of that strength that I've had. And somebody told me one time, and I, I've actually used this, um, she needed a mentor, so she became one. I and like I was like, wow, that's that's exactly the truth. Happened, yeah. yeah. Spell Regan for me really quickly. I was I saying, I was like, uh, Reagan, but is it R-E-E? Yeah, and from the time she was like two, she'd say, then when people would say, what's your name? She'd say, Regan, R-E-E-G-A-N. Oh, she would say it would and spell it. She would say yeah. it and spell it and say it and spell it like all her life. Aww. And they're both, um, you know, just brilliant young mm-hmm. ladies, um, beautiful and brilliant and bold, I always say. And um, they're into music, so they um, Regan plays the cello. She's first Ooh. chair in their orchestra and, and symphony. And um, and Isabella plays the violin, oh. and uh, they're both very studious Musicians. and athletes and if we may return, because you've piqued my interest, to coming from Indiana with $200 in your pocket, you and Jack, <laughs> elaborate a little bit for us. Okay. Well, you know, we um, we were involved in a really great church and um, served in a lot of areas. So we were in charge of the youth. The youth grew from like 15. We were in a rural area, so way out in the middle of, you know, rural, um, um, probably what we used to say, I think 45 miles from the Michigan line and 30 miles from the Ohio line. So kind of way up there in the corner. And, um, but Auburn, Indiana. Mm -hmm. And um, so we started going to this little church and uh, got really involved, became youth helpers and then um, became youth pastor. And uh, my husband went into the ministry and he um, was credentialed and um, is an ordained minister. Uh, back in Indiana and then um, through that that we had a youth group that was pretty active we had all these creative ideas and we were doing skits and dramas and all kinds of outreach and just fun for teenagers good faith-based fun Mm -hmm. and um, grew to hundreds I mean it was ridiculous how um, how impactful that yeah, yeah in that small area and um and then as just as it was going really well we felt the lord called us away and um and it was one of those things where it was pretty unmistakable and um we we actually questioned it several times or at least i did mm-hmm. um my husband's like yes i'm going to georgia to start church and i'm like god you ah. must be wrong you know <laughs> must be pizza yeah uh, so i was kept trying to figure this all out why would he move me away from all my siblings and all my nieces and nephews and all my you know my um, connections right and um but that's what he did so we we didn't have much money and our paycheck was about right. a little around two hundred dollars and uh so we ended up just um uh, the church raised enough money to get us a u-haul which mm-hmm. we didn't really need a very big one because right. we didn't have a whole lot and um and we came down here. We had a place to rent at the time. We knew where we were because we had come down earlier. Mama Joe mm-hmm. um, lent us their conversion van. So we drove down here with some little sandwiches and a cooler mm-hmm. and did the best we could. Drove around to see the areas. And you're not gonna, maybe you won't believe this, but I was telling somebody on my way here, this is where we started our church at this building. Yeah. At this 
in yeah. this hotel? At this hotel. Wow. It was, was it a Marriott, Marriott at the time? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. It was the Marriott, and um, and we used a real small room here. Uh-huh. And I remember it was Easter Sunday. Um, Jack always says he can remember the Easter dress I had on, and I'm Aww. out there greeting people, you know, and there's, like, mm-hmm. nobody coming. But a, f- a few people, because that was, like, our first right. um, first service, and we didn't know anybody here. So it was, my mom said even, well, how many people are at this church where you're going to go? And... Um, and mom we're going to start the church yes. there's no one there but us four and uh, so anyway we we actually started here and i think we were here for about four months and then we rented a facility on main street in downtown duluth mm-hmm. and then we bought that building and remodeled the whole thing and and it's pretty much owned the whole city block there in duluth on main street at um the red clay theater where it is now that was our sanctuary first one we built it in theater style just because we knew that the city you know that was something they always wanted was a theater there and stuff and jack was on the downtown development authority there in duluth so he kind of helped that whole thing get built up and then um he was a police chaplain there too Mm -hmm. so we did a lot of work with um chief belcher and and the whole um duluth police department and just that whole area of duluth and then when we moved to sugar hill which is where we've lived for the last 16 years um we've done the same thing there just leaning into the city and loving people and just being available for things we've been in a couple magazines um super fun you know just because we're involved and um he's on the dda there and he's actually the downtown development authority chairman so um so very involved in cities wherever we are and just loving people and leaning in and and serving wherever you know we end up and so the 200 dollars story is basically that's how much money we had in cash and we came back here and um, used the entire ballroom after the church had grown to, um, we had three services on Sunday, two in English, one in Spanish. We started a community support um, for the Hispanic community. Does Jack speak Spanish? No, we hired people, actually. It was interesting because he had a vision um, when back in the time when there was the day laborers um, that would get picked up at the um, uh, I think it was a supermarket still and there the gas station. In, yeah, in Duluth. And it was actually at the supermarket and that area where um, they would hang out and um, and get picked up. And, and sometimes they'd get taken and work the whole day and then they'd get dropped off and they wouldn't even get, get paid because oh. they, you know, they didn't have right what the kid they do oh, and so um and he's like that that's just mm-hmm. not right you know and so um so he kind of had a vision to bring them into the church and let them you know get their jobs from there because we had space for people to come and go and pick them up and so we did a first come first serve thing well then they would start lining up at like three in the morning you know wow. so they'd be first out yeah. and so uh finally we thought you know we this is really you know we need some more organization here Mm -hmm. and so we hired a a pastor a spanish-speaking pastor and his wife and um, we started actually packing their lunches so that they could go work for the day and have their little lunch with them and we kind of started teaching them english using the bible yeah and um, so they kept giving their hearts to christ and then you know that grew so then the pastor started you know a a hispanic service Mm -hmm. and we just basically just gave the go-ahead for everything we didn't know how to speak spanish still don't um but i i brought in a um a member of the Whole Food Health Coach team now, Rachel Souza, and she is a bilingual. Mm-hmm. And so we hope to be able to do a whole lot more uh, classes and yeah. teaching. And she's teaching a class at the E Center 
tomorrow at from 10 to noon and it's just called nutrition essentials mm -hmm. so it's all hands-on and it's in person and it's only 49 dollars a person mm -hmm. i'll plug that but we're doing a buy one get one um today so if um if it's just for today mm -hmm. so everybody who signs up um at wholefoodhealthcoach.com today for that one can bring one person with them so cool. it's 49 dollars a person it can bring one person so we're we love you know all people mm -hmm. we're just so grateful to live in Gwinnett which Absolutely. is such a melting pot it of is. amazing wonderful cultures Diversity. and so we're just grateful to be here What's it like sitting here in this building now? Have you been back here I since? Know. I Well, yeah, I, I've been here um, to Business Radio X, and I appreciate, you know, being invited back. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to, to do a few things um, here myself. Exciting. And, and so I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, being Can able to you grow. give a sneak peek? Would it be automating those books, Marjorie? Oh, I have no idea. Books? I will have to talk about that because yeah. that is something that there's a lot of pieces to what I'm doing. And this year, my theme is finishing the unfinished so that's what I've been working on all year oh, getting okay. that mentoring women into a book mm -hmm. you know doing the things that I know that you know they're going to outlive me I want them to outlive me because right. I, I still think it's a great and I'm going to be around for a while I intend to live to be a 100 yes. so well, um, your mom lived to 92 so say, you got yeah. great genes I got good genes mm -hmm. my dad lived to be 98 or 86 he was almost 87 so I still feel you know I've got a lot to live Absolutely. in me but there's been uh, so many I've written so many things mm -hmm. and um and so i i want to get them out there mm -hmm. there i'm excited about that and it gives me something to motivate me and i speak for conferences and things too so sometimes i'm always i'm writing things right. on a regular basis and i do webinars online mm -hmm. for corporations that's yeah. my thing right now is is really what i'm seeing in the healthcare and mental health especially i'm a i'm a mental health first aider so i'm kind of the bridge between um you know, wellness and, and helping people move forward on their goals and things they want. But if they're dealing with mental health issues, then obviously I, you know, that's out of my scope of practice. So right. I would refer For them. Sure. But a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, um, bridging the gap between where they are right now and, and their thoughts and, and getting there. Mm -hmm. And they may not need that. You know, not everybody needs therapy. Um, thank God for therapists. Um, cause that's not my thing, but I really love to, um, you know, partner with people who that's their thing. Mm -hmm. And that way I can do yeah. what I do best. And great referrals and for each other. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the things I see now is the stress level and work-life balance issues that are on business owners. So, um, I love to work with a business owner that feels overwhelmed, you know, not necessarily taking good care of themselves for that reason. So whether it's nutrition or fitness or just lifestyle or that self-care mm -hmm. um, in any way, whether it's self-talk or other things. And I feel like there's um, there's such a need for that right now. So um, Business Radio X, that's a piece of what I feel like I can offer mm -hmm. to the listeners is just Absolutely. helping you to put some things into practice that will benefit you or even just the one-on-one -on -one if somebody needs personal private um, attention that's attention. what I do yeah well congratulations to you it sounds exciting I look mm -hmm. forward to seeing what's going to unfold and I do have to tip my hat to you for coming here and starting um, your ministry that was such an exciting uh, story that you told I could only 
keep thinking of the field of dreams, you know, when he says, if you build Build it, they will come. (laughs) So when you said that you only had four people, I was like, if she builds it, they will come. (laughs) And it sounds like you doubled your parishioners and adding that bilingual aspect as well. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely um, the two services in English and the one service in Spanish. And when we all came together back here at what was the Marriott at the time before Sanista and, um, you know, opened up the whole ballroom Mm -hmm. where we had just this one little thing where they had the partitions and then we opened the whole thing up and um, had a great worship service and had um, translators at the back for those that needed translators Mm -hmm. and um, so it's just it's amazing the kind of things that you just never think of Mm $200 I mean you know or these kids what do they know married at 15 and 17 (laughs) how could that be yeah so it's it's exciting to look back. So thanks for I asking bet. all of those course. questions. Well, it's very it's very inspiring uh, you sharing your story, and I think you I know our listeners found value in that. Um, as our time comes to an end, Stephanie, I know I could talk to you for another hour. What would you like to leave our listeners with as a a final thought, or maybe some words of wisdom or encouragement? Well, I think business people care about people, and I just think that we need more care more TLC, more concern for each other, Empathy. more understanding, yeah, more grace, um, not expecting perfection and allowing each other to be who we are and respecting each other's opinions, no matter what opinion that might be. And um, so I feel like there's not enough of that. Sometimes it feels like it's very much going in a direction that, you know, we may not necessarily agree with but the thing that we can agree on is everybody has a choice everybody has their same you know our perspectives on things and it's okay to have a different perspective and you know our thought life and how we talk to ourselves really does matter I think the way we feed ourselves whether it's food or you know spiritual food or what you're listening to what you're reading you know and some of that really triggers like I was reading a study the other day that it just takes one person in a crowd to yell fire and everybody runs or it takes only one person to to say let's help this let's move this you know like it was um talked about adrenaline and how powerful adrenaline is and how you can you know um watch an accident happen and four guys flip a truck over to get people out like Mm -hmm. we saw the other day um on the news or at least I did and you know so sometimes that one voice just saying let's care Mm -hmm. you know let's let's raise money for this or let's help that situation or let's you know lead the change um be the change that you want to i like that Well, thank you, Stephanie. For all of you listening out there, my guest today was Stephanie Wolf, and she shared a lot of valuable information. Thank you so much. I know you see all these pages of notes that I took. So I look forward to continuing to investigate some of um, what you've written. And for our producer, Mike, today, who's back there on the ones and twos, you guys can always listen to this series at businessradiox.com. We are live every Friday at 1130 a.m. And uh, the series is supported by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. We couldn't do it without the support of Terry and Tammy. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to this series if you find value on it. You can listen to it anywhere you find your podcasts. Where do you listen to your podcast, Stephanie? I'm not sure. I click the button uh, and yeah, it just an Apple iPhone? Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, purple one. Probably I do the same thing and technology. Spotify as well. Um, yeah. I'd love to connect with you guys on LinkedIn, Amanda, P-E-A-R-C-H. And for uh, my guest today and for Mike again, this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. <laughs>